Today I was accused for speaking too much. And I often do that when I feel anxious or I'm <laughs> trying to sound qualified. <laughs> I know we've talked about this a lot. Uh, I really want to touch on something called probably like the distillation of thought. Sure. Let's launch talk about on, that because I have some thoughts on that as well. Well, let's launch out on the loop as we discuss that today on Curiosity Continuum. Hey everybody, this is Josh. And this is Brian. Welcome to the podcast for Curiosity Continuum. Curiosity Continuum is an industry innovating, non-traditional company passionate about growing wisdom in the next generation. We are the essential bridge between the analog and digital worlds by building collaborative communities that unleash the power of adaptive expertise and innovation needed to thrive in the 21st century. We combine and mix essential elements needed to empower people to succeed in new ways, not possible outside of a creative, thoughtful, diverse community of fellow curious people. Follow us on your favorite podcast app to receive notifications of new content. If you like what you hear and you want to dive deeper, please visit us at curiosicontinuum.com. Thanks for tuning in, and let's start the conversation. Now, when I talk about distilling, I learned a lot of this <laughs> when I was studying whiskey. Sure. You start off with a lot of raw materials, and then you have to malt it if it's barley. You brew it, you know, you kind of boil it, you let it sit, you add right. the yeast, lots of steps, right? To get it down. And then there's time to make whiskey whiskey. Right. For time is time and everything, but you're right about like there's an actual component of time. What I've been impressed about recently is how much restraint and thoughtfulness it takes to do something simple. And present it simply. It requires a lot more bravery and a lot more experience often yeah. to do something simply. I kind of agree with that. I, I agree with that on, on a, a lot of levels because I think it also requires that the the faith that your audience that you're talking to will get it and will just you're you're actually playing into their intelligence as well. It's not like we at least talk about keep it simple because that's important but keep it simple but also lead them in the right way i think is a a better a better way to, to phrase it so i think simple leading is probably a great way to spin this yeah i mean it's kind of my mainstay too you know oftentimes there's a lot of complex things so if you understand complex concepts in your work and your life it's very easy to get enthralled with the details and I am guilty of that. I love attention to detail and those things you appreciate, right? Right. Not everything can be simple. But to say it simply in a way that the person can understand and go along with you is a real talent and it can be cultivated. Yeah, and I think that there are people that do this innately. Um and then there are people that do this because it's a good skill. It's a good thing to know how to do. Like, it's something I try to do, honestly. And I do it uh, subconsciously a lot of times. But I will try to, when I'm explaining something, I'll try to do it as simply as possible. And I'll let that other person just kind of like marinate in it. Right? Tell me what you're, what's going through your mind when you're letting somebody marinate on a thought. Uh, 90% of it was, I was always when my grandfather, he was, uh, 
he would always have he had a kind of a weird hearing thing so like we were always he he was a self my dad's dad I'm talking about now which I don't talk about that much um on the podcast actually but he had his own business he had to make things work because they just wouldn't work otherwise and so I think we always called it planting the seed like we would say he'd he'd ask us a question like oh how do you think we do this? And we would say something and he wouldn't even respond like he was listening to us. I don't think he was. I think he was just kind of like getting it, you know, by osmosis almost. And then like three or four minutes later, he'd be like, what if we do it this way? And it was the way we said. And we'd be like, Grandpa, that's a great idea. Let's do that. You know, <laughs> and we'd all jump on it. And my uncle was always like placing the seed, you know, plant the seed, you know. And I like that idea of planting a seed in people letting them come to it in their own time. Because I really do feel that people are should be allowed to come to conclusions in their own time. And that's how things change when everyone decides it's a good thing to do. Because if you are forcing someone to change with you or forcing something on somebody, I think that's a self-defeating purpose in the long run because that other person's not ready to accept that. you know. And I really do feel that that's important important. It's important in any kind of change, small or large. And we see that on societal change too. Now there's always pushback on each side and that's okay because that's the recognition that that other person is not where you are and there's another path to be forged maybe. It might be kind of more of a compromise in the middle where not everyone gets what they want, but it's acceptable to everybody. Tell me what you do when you have to gain consensus sooner rather than later. You can take a draconian approach. Yeah. Or you can take the approach you're talking about. I do take a draconian approach sometimes, I'll be honest. I mean, uh, if there are things that I know like we need to get done, and I'm like, look, we have to do this, this, and this. And I, um, I have been abrasive with people, and I have, I have learned that even... Even in the time, I mean, this is not life and death. You know, I'm not talking about like, oh, there's a meteor coming from my head right now. And if I don't get you to move, you're, we're all dying, right? No, that's just, I'm saying like, yeah, yeah. Sometimes I do kind of force it and, I, and I'm, you know, I'm called names. And uh, after thinking about it, I realized that's not the way to do it. Even when I have to do it that way, I have to take enough grace to just be like, okay, you're not ready to have this conversation. That's okay. Let's go to something else. Let's talk about something else. We'll come back to it, but I will come back to it quicker. I won't wait a day or two. I'll be like, at the end of the night, I'll be like, well, what do you think about that? Or, you know, have you thought about what I said? I think that some of those kinds of responses give that other person, you're giving them the time to think about it and then respond back in their own time. Maybe if you're kind of pushing it out to them a little bit. And uh, being married for as long as I have, and it's not, uh, you know, forever, but it's a long time that we do have our ups and downs with that kind of stuff. Like we do, like my wife and I, like even now, because we're getting our whole house fixed up from the hurricane. There's things that like, like the contractors are texting me in the morning saying, I need decisions on three things. And I text Melanie and I go, okay, so give me the three decisions, what you want. And then like, Today, there wasn't all those decisions weren't all done. So I'm like, okay, so we have two decisions now that we have to have on top of the three decisions we have tomorrow. 
So let's get it got, done. Like, I just want to get it done. Like, I don't honestly don't care on the outcome. I just want it done so that these guys aren't waiting because we're literally paying them to sit there pretty much. And so I think that, like, just getting that kind of communication across, like, tonight we had a good talk about it. And I was like, look, just make the decision. And it's okay with me on these things because I've already made some of the big, broader decisions, right? So I think some of the detail stuff, that's where Melanie's really good at. And I and I think it just takes me that kind of like affirmation to her that, hey, you're good at that. And that's what I want you to do. And so do that and then I'm fine with whatever. But she thinks that sometimes I think that like she has to bring it to me because I made the big decision, right? And I'm like, no, I'm okay with the little minutia thing that you have because to me the outcome's the same. And so there's a few things like that. I do that in my professional and personal relationships, but professional too, but it's obviously different. You know, it's not the same, but it's the same thing. I mean, it's the same concept. You're trying to just, you get that person to the spot to make the decision. So when you approach the uh, exercise where you need somebody, you need to shape their thinking a little bit. Sure. And let, let's give the benefit of the doubt that, person that you're speaking to can understand the concept. Sure. Right? You're not talking about nuclear physics to a three-year-old. No. No. But do you find that the simple statements help them galvanize a process? I do. Meaning this. Yeah. Okay. Talk to me about that. I kind of know what you're saying. Like, if I say something simply, because it gets their mind churning. I think it's very important to let them come to the conclusion that you're already at. By presenting the, the facts or the way you want them to get there. Now, they may not come to your ultimate conclusion with you that, you know, you want them to do this, right? However, I totally understand that's okay because that's the kind of, that's the way we play in that area, right? So, like, like I said, these decisions I'm doing this with, there's, these are not life and death decisions. I'm not a doctor, you know. I'm not like, oh, do I cut the vein here or do I, you know, it's not a bomb disposal. I'm not like, ooh, do I cut the red wire or the blue wire? You know, I'm not doing that. <laughs> but it is, it really is about, I'm already to the conclusion that I, that I want to be at. And so I'm just trying to basically show them what I'm doing, but get them to come there in their own way. And if it's the same spot, it's the same spot. Now, I know like with things I do that a lot of times it's not going to be the same and that's okay. But if I get like 60% of what I want, I'm, I'm more than happy at most times. So let's talk about a couple different ways to calibrate this in your mind. Sure. On the one hand, it sounds to me like you're saying that if there's a simple point that you can return to you can build consensus because you're allowing the flexibility for people to go through their own process, right? To come back to the point that you said, you kind of right. give them the, the starting context for them to kind of work through it. Correct. I mean, yeah. I mean, did you need an, <laughs> well, no, I see. I overspoke on that. <laughs> so here, on the second point though, it's, um, there are things I think that you, realize are the main priority correct right so even if somebody didn't agree with 
100%. You know, for example, in a non-life-threatening situation, that if you get to 75%, which is a solid C, if you're doing a grading rubric, yeah. if you get a C and everybody has made a C based on your original idea, that passes, right? Because you've, you've kind of said that that other part of it isn't quite material for the step we're on. Right. I mean, that's that's it. I mean, it's not, this is not rocket science with me. I mean, that's exactly what I do. I mean, I, like, oh, if we can all get to passing, that's great. If we can all get to above average, that's even better. But if we can all come aboard with, like, the greatest thing, which would be an A, would be like, hey, we're all there. And some things we are all there on, you know, but some things we're not. And I think, like, even as a society, we have that. Like, we have... People are on board somewhat. They'll come along with you. And then sometimes they just don't. And that's when stuff starts kind of ricketing back and forth. We have the seesaw kind of going on. And uh, that's a that's a power struggle. I mean, that's just an old-fashioned power struggle at that point. And it's really getting enough people on one side so that we can push the issue forward. Now, we're not always going to bring everyone with us. And that's okay because you can have little fractures, but fractures on a huge like societal portion, like let's say half the population want to do one thing, the other half one. Well, then that's not really, I don't think that's really feasible at that point, right? And there will be bigger fractures at that point, which I don't know. I mean, this is just from us at this point in time, you know, like we're very polarized as a, a society, but are we really, or is it just like social media is just getting everybody in the same room together that maybe like we weren't always there together with everybody. So it's really hard to tell, you know, let's put a comma here. Cause I do want to leave people a chance to uh, think about it, which think is, about this. Yeah. This is a good topic because I think it pulls on a lot of threads that we can pull like a lot of things from. Until next time, folks, this is Brian. And this is Josh. Curiosity continuum.